You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> What up? Welcome back. Episode 49 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Big win for the G-Men. Big win for Big Blue this past Sunday. 23-20 over the division rival Washington football team on the road. Their second win of the year. Both wins against Washington. Uh, They almost blew it. Did they not? They almost blew it. 17-point lead. Vanished into a 3-point lead at the end of the game. What a disaster that would have been if they won the turnover battle 5 to nothing and then lost. What a disaster that would have been if they had a 17-point lead and lost. But, thankfully, fortunately, that is not what occurred. Okay? And we can complain about that, but ultimately, the Giants won the game. They're now 2-7, and seven, one, win, one win behind the division-leading Philadelphia Eagles, who are 3-4-1, and one, and lead the NFC East. Uh, a lot of takeaways from this game that I'm going to discuss in this immediate reaction, which is not so much immediate, considering it's Tuesday morning and the game took place uh, Sunday afternoon. But, uh, you know, it's my podcast, so if I want to call it an immediate reaction, I can do whatever the hell I want. All right. Uh, so, a lot of takeaways. I'm going to get to the things that I don't like before I get to the things that I did like. Uh, the bad. Giants couldn't cover Terry McLaurin. Okay? At all. Couldn't cover him if their life depended on it. Terry McLaurin, second year receiver. Caught seven balls and eight targets. 115 yards and one touchdown. Okay? Not ideal. Uh, not a great performance. Uh, from this giant secondary when it came to defending Terry McLaurin. Not at all. Giants also allowed Alex Smith to throw for 325 yards despite the fact that he didn't enter the game until late in the first quarter after Kyle Allen went down with what has become a season-ending leg injury. So not great. Not, not just a bad performance when it comes to defending Terry McLaurin. Not a great performance from this giant secondary, period. Okay, You can't let, you know... Alex Smith or any quarterback for that matter come in late in the first quarter and end up throwing for 325 yards you know when he essentially played three quarters so that 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 wasn't ideal um, Giants also lost a yardage battle Washington gained 402 yards in comparison to the Giants 350 Giants offensive line despite the fact that Andrew Thomas underwent mostly a good performance against Chase Young this offensive line still allowed five sacks uh, the Giants only had one receiver gain over 50 yards and that was Austin Mack who had 72 yards through the air. Austin Mack was up on the active roster after the Giants basically told Golden Tate to stay home. Uh, Giants defense forced Washington to punt just twice. 
The Giants punted four times themselves. Oh, and despite not losing a fumble, Jones still Daniel Jones still fumbled twice. So there's still an issue with Daniel Jones not being able to hold on to the ball. He didn't lose a fumble, so it wasn't as big or as significant of an issue or as crucial of an issue. There weren't any turnovers. Uh, but Daniel Jones still did cough up the ball twice. You know, hopefully, you know, the, fortunately the Giants were able to recover one of them. Fortunately, one of them went out of bounds. He fumbled it as he was running out of bounds. So, um, yeah, but the, Jones still fumbled twice. Not great. Not ideal. Uh, so there were mistakes that the Giants made in this game. Don't think this was a perfect game by the Giants. It wasn't at all. Okay, there were mistakes on either side of the football. Secondary didn't play great for the most part. You know, the Giants didn't have, I said, the Giants only had one receiver gain over 50 yards. The offensive line still allowed five sacks at Daniel Jones. That's not great whatsoever, even if even if they were playing against this tough Washington front seven. Uh, you know, they lost a yardage battle. They almost gave up a 17-point lead, as I said. They almost lost the game when they won the turnover battle 5 to nothing, as I said before. So it wasn't all perfect for the Giants. But you don't have to be perfect to win the game, as they proved on Sunday. Because, you know, the positives they portrayed were just enough to get the victory. So now let's talk about those positives. Okay, Giants actually had somewhat of a run game. They outgained Washington 166-37 to in those regards. Is uh, Shane Lemieux the reason? Potentially. Giants have improved running the football the last two games, the two games where Shane Lemieux started. As far as what Shane Lemieux's playing time is going to consist of moving forward, we don't know because Will Hernandez is expected to be back for this Sunday's matchup against the Eagles. Will Hernandez obviously missed the last two games uh, due to a positive COVID-19 test. I believe he is going to play against the Eagles. He's set to play against the Eagles. Uh, so we don't know if Lemieux is going to be starting further. Um, he could be cycling in. We don't know. You know, the Giants could start Lemieux over Will Hernandez. They could like what they've seen the last couple weeks, and then they sort of give Will Hernandez the Wally Pip treatment. Again, we don't know. We're not. I'm not on the coaching staff. I don't work for the organization. Um, neither do you. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. But the run game is there. 68 yards from Wayne Gallman. 67 from Alfred Morris. Um, and then, you know, D- Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over at all. The first time all season. So, joy to the world. Um, obviously, underwent a good game. 23 for 34, 212 yards of one score. So, that was obviously something to look, uh, you know, that was obviously a positive. But he didn't turn the ball over for the first time all year. Uh, Evan Engram finally caught a touchdown pass. He actually has stepped up the last two games despite the fact that he did drop a pass or two, so he still has to clean that up. And I thought this was crazy. Giants won the ter- the time of possession battle by a whole lot, too. 36 and a half minutes to 23 and a half minutes was the margin. Uh, I mean, that's something that they've had an issue with all year. In the majority of games they finished, they have not won the time of possession battle. So that's obviously something that they've had to work on. But the thing that surprised me was despite the fact that they had over 13 minutes, they had 13 minutes of possession more than Washington did, despite the fact that they had the ball for a quarter basically longer than Washington did, they only converted three more first downs. So take, you know, 13 minutes of 13 minutes more of possession, they only won the first down battle 22 to 19. 
So, and that's not wide enough of a margin. So that's an issue that Jason Garrett's offense is going to need to address. Only three more first downs when you've had the ball for 13 more minutes is not great whatsoever. And that's an issue. So while Jason Garrett's offense may be improving, he may be improving as a play caller, there's still some issues they need to fix. There's still some issues they need to resolve. You know, and that's something, you know, they got to work on moving forward. Uh, and as was mentioned before, the Giants won the turnover battle, 5 to nothing. So that's a huge positive. That was probably the biggest positive of the game for the Giants, with the exception of this upcoming topic we're going to discuss. The best in the Giants hit all game, without a doubt, was the fact that they were able to come up big in the crucial moments. I said before, they were not perfect in this game. They made a lot of mistakes in this game, okay? But the fact that they were able to win this game still, despite the fact that they made those mistakes, was the fact that they were able to step up in the big moments. Okay, While leading late in the fourth quarter, Giants got pressure on Alex Smith, forced him to overthrow, I believe, J.D. McKissick, and the pass was then picked off by Jabril Peppers. Giants got the ball back. They didn't score, but at least took some time off the clock, which was crucial at that point in the game. And they gave the Giants defense a rest. Washington then had another chance to tie the game and potentially win it. And that's when the pocket collapsed again, at least somewhat. And Smith threw another pick to Logan Ryan, which sealed the victory. Almost as if getting pressure in the quarterback makes a difference, whether you sack or hit them or not. Almost as if getting consistent, almost as if consistently utilizing the pass rush, which the Giants do not do enough of, makes a huge difference. You get pressure on the quarterback, you will come up big. They will make mistakes. Alex Smith is not a running quarterback. So you get pressure on him, he makes mistakes. That's what happened. And that's why the Giants were able to come up big in the big moments and seal the victory that they so desperately needed. So, Giants weren't perfect, once again, as I said multiple times. But they didn't need to be. Because they came up big in the big moments, and that's what made the ultimate difference. So now the Giants are 2-7, and seven, heading into Week 10. I can't believe we're already in Week 10. Every year I feel like the NFL season flies by for some reason. It's, I don't know, even though it's like, it is like the shortest season, I believe. Yeah, it's the shortest season out of all the four major professional sports. What, baseball, six months. Hockey and basketball, I believe, are eight, basically. Um... It is a shorter season, but it's crazy. It's already at week 10. Giants now 2-7 and seven heading into week 10. One win behind the division-leading Eagles, who are 3-4-1. and one. And as I said earlier, who do they have this Sunday afternoon at MetLife Stadium? That's right. The division-leading Eagles. Huge game. Huge opportunity for the Giants to make some noise in this putrid NFC East. Okay, The Giants had the same opportunity a couple weeks ago. Coming off a win over Washington in Week Six, they played the Eagles in Week Seven. They had a chance to, you know, make some noise in this division, and they blew it. Gave up an eleven, you know, they gave up twelve points late in the game when they were up twenty-one to ten. Giants eventually lost that game twenty-two to twenty-one. Now it's time to put that game completely behind you. Okay, I said after that loss on this very podcast, we weren't going to bring that game up at all. Okay, ever again. Obviously, I broke that promise because I'm talking about it right now. 
But this, if the if the Giants win this Week 10 game against the Eagles, to get to the same number of wins that the division-leading team has, they can put that game, that Week 7 loss, in the rear view. Okay? This is a huge opportunity for the Giants to remain in the NFC East playoff picture heading into their Week 11 bye. And then coming out of that bye, they have another big opportunity because then they have Cincinnati, who they could possibly beat. I don't know if they will. I've said before I don't think they may have a chance, but to be honest, you know, the Giants came up, lost by one to the Eagles, they lost by two to the Bucks. they lost by eight to the Rams, by four to the Bears, they're, they're in it every single game. So there's a chance they beat the Cincinnati, there's a definitely a good chance. You know, they could even they can make even more noise in the NFC East by winning that game out of the bye, plus winning this Eagles game coming up. All in all, this is a big opportunity for the Giants, they need to capitalize on this, but we'll discuss that later in the week on our Thursday weekly episode where we give you a preview as well as some different news stories and news topics. Uh, and that'll be episode 50, which is amazing. So 49 up, 49 down right now on Thursday. It'll be 50 uh, and that'll be somewhat of a celeb- celebratory episode considering that's a big milestone for us. But we'll discuss that Giants game, the Giants-Eagles game later in the week as well as some news. Uh, as we usually do. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 49 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, okay? Wherever you get them. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here.